It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every, that's right, every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. For all your fantasy football needs, check out the Ringer Fantasy Football Show with me, Danny Kelly, along with Danny Heifetz and Craig Horlbeck. That's the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Chicago everywhere, check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Lord. Well, other than uh, random babies being dropped over the crib, how's everybody's weekend, huh? How's everybody doing? You got my man, the... the, the uh the exceptional one, Kyle Williams, of course, the chief vibes officer himself, Chris Sutton, and as you just heard, maybe in the background, Tony Gill and friends and family. Um, we know why we're here, right? You're done with your preseason shenanigans. It's time to ice and bacon. Saddle on in. You know what talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the thing. This is the thing. Um, <laughs> I wish someone would have looked better than him. This preseason, you know, I mean, hey, I don't know about y'all, but I'll ask. I'll go around the room because we can't really ask Chris because he wasn't subjected to, you know, Bears preseason football. Thank God for that. But <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I was. Yeah, yeah, but you really weren't, though, Chris. You really yeah. weren't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My blood wasn't in it. My blood yeah, wasn't you, on the on the field. You didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that. Nor did you have to watch each one of these games twice to try to figure out what the hell is going on with your favorite football team, right? Um, I don't know about y'all, but uh, do you feel better or worse after this preseason about the Bears' prospect this year, fam? My Bears to the Super Bowl high has dropped significantly. Yeah. <laughs> significantly. Yeah. I was like, yeah. ew. This, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this looking like number one pick again. We better hope that that, uh, 
that Colts practice week really they really got their reps in that week. We better we better hope that they fine tune some things because whoo, we'll we'll get into our uh, our FanDuel odds for the Bears as well. We'll do a whole little FanDuel segment where I put the show's hopes and fortunes of making money on the shoulders of Tony, Kyle, and of course Chris Sutton. This is what we got, Bears fans, huh? Settle up, because I'll say it now. I don't know how you can feel that much differently outside of DJ Moore, who apparently every time DJ Moore is touching the ball, he's going to score a touchdown. That's that's what we were guaranteed this this preseason. Every time DJ Moore looks at the football, touches the football, brings the football in close to his body, that means there's going to be six points put up on the board subsequently. That, that's what I found out about this preseason. Also, what I found out about this preseason, Roshan Johnson is, we knew it during the draft though, didn't we? Like, we were like, oh, look at that. Fourth round running back. It's, it's perfect. It's the sweet spot for drafting a running back who will supplant the, the incumbent starter. And what I saw from the preseason, and of course, he got more attempts. I mean, he got more touches. He got more chances to uh, make plays. I, I learned a few things about Roshan Johnson's game this preseason. One, once he gets his blocking uh, assignments down, once he becomes reliable, because that's always a, a situation, right? A rookie running back uh, protecting uh, a young quarterback who probably holds on to the ball a little bit too long still. You got to make sure that your blitz pickups where they need to be. So once Roshan Johnson gets some of that stuff down and he is a trusted, reliable source of pass protection, I think Roshan Johnson will supplant Khalil Herbert midway through this season in terms of who should be getting the most touches, the money touches, the high leverage touches, right? Like the, the, the second and sixes where you can either go run or pass. Can he stay in, in the backfield and catch a few passes? We'll see. Is he a reliable enough pass catcher? We'll see. Um, will he take some licks? Yes. Roshan Johnson. And I, I noticed that the first preseason game and nothing in these last couple of preseason games made me think anything different Roshan Johnson is going to get lit up every once in a while there was one that I was very scared about one carry where he was you know pushing his way forward in his preseason he's trying to get every yard he can and he puts his arm down twice I believe he put his right arm down a couple of times to brace himself to keep on going and his body's flying all around like that my friend is how you get yourself a dislocated elbow or just go on down and take that five yards they gave you dust yourself off and get the ball once again but other than that uh Roshan Sean Johnson is good to go. You know, Deontay Foreman is, is a journeyman back who's going to get you some tough yards. Uh, and Khalil Herbert, you know, you, you see what you see what he could do. You saw what he could do in the first game of the season. You can, that screen game, I think, is going to be vital to the Bears offense this year. If Justin Fields is going to feel any kind of comfort in the first four weeks of the season, and, and this is why I will tell Bears fans to settle in, because this offense I don't think is going to look premium the first month of the season. And how could you? Because they come into the same predicament that they came into last season with. The offensive line is still a question mark, and it's question mark from left to right. Injury-wise, performance-wise, free agency, don't really know what Nate Davis looks like in combination with the guys around him. You've got Cody White here with a, a, a severe, well, a significant, I won't say severe, significant size wrapping on his right hand, which means he can't do the snapping. Lucas Patrick has been 
oft injured. It's a guy who who Ryan Poles went out and got a couple of years ago. Doug Kramer goes down in the preseason game. Like everybody who can snap the the football, who plays interior line for the Chicago Bears, is either hurt or you're questioning their performance. Like an Alex Leatherwood, you know, Jatari Carter is that a dude who's more than just a project? You know, a late round pick, all the athleticism in the world, but can he do it down in down in? If he could have, they wouldn't have gone out and gotten Nate Davis, right? So all the things that you're, you that you were questioning coming into this season, especially on that offensive line, Tevin Jenkins, his, his injury is significant enough that people might think he might miss the first month of the season, right? So we're starting out the, season, the preseason thinking that you were going to have Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, Nate Davis, and of course the 10th pick overall in this year's draft, Darnell Wright, who's out with an ankle injury, by the way. Looking at it now, you might start the season with what? <laughs> Braxton Jones, huh? Cody Whitehair at a guard spot. Might have to throw Jatari Carter in there. You know, what are we talking about? Nate Davis, hey, as soon as he starts to string a few practices together, I'll believe that he's going to be able to suit up for the first game of the season. And Darnell Wright, this is a very important week and a half for him. Very important. Because to start the season off with an issue at a tackle spot for a first-round pick, it's not the first time we've seen this as Bears fans in our generation of football, right? I mean, I I remember the Mark Colombo injury that, in Champaign where his legs snapped in three different places. You know, I remember the, the Chris Williams draft pick out of Vanderbilt where the moment he touched down in Bourbon A, we knew he had a back problem. Now, we also knew that he was a very, very thirsty young man as many times as we were outside and running those Vernet streets and just happened to run into Chris Williams at some of the local watering holes, you know, like, hey, Chris, how's the back? Okay. All right. You know, okay. He's, he's thirsty. <laughs> it's a big man. <laughs> it's a big, big man. Man, I miss Vernet. Ah, I miss Vernet. I miss training camp. I miss going somewhere for a few days and lying about the radio we we're getting ready to do, being drunk and having races on the side of the freeway while going over to Steak and Shake, spending $45 for no reason. Like, ah, training camp, the days, the days when there were no responsibilities, right? But we've seen this out of offensive linemen before. So, if you're a Bears fan, you're a little gun shy going into it. And then you got to think to yourself, what if you're Justin Fields? What if you're Justin Fields? You've got DJ Moore now. You got Tyler Scott, who, by the way, can we talk about this wide receiver situation too? Like, at what point is somebody going to be like, hey, y'all, Vanless Jones just can't play football? <laughs> like, no, hey, not never. 20 <laughs> yeah, you're right. you're right. My bad, Tony. Let me, let me shut my dumb ass up and get back in line. You're right. <laughs> not never is the answer. We are not never going to understand that Bayless Jones maybe just can't play football. I'm rooting for the dude, but, you know, 25 years old coming out of the – first of all, if you're 25 in the SEC and you're not dominating, you just you, you just got a part-time job as football. That's all you're doing. Like, hey, what you do, Bayless? Oh, you know, just a little odd work here and there, you know, a little landscaping. You know, every once in a while, I'll be, be wearing orange and running back kicks, you know, as up at the school there, you know, Tennessee, you know, taking a few classes out here. I'm pretty fast, though. <laughs> Man, 25 years old. Let me tell y'all something right now. If you 25 and got the drop on everybody in college and you still ain't like a first or second round pick, it is time to start selling insurance. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't understand that pick. It's like you he's 25 and he not first team all SEC. What's the point? Anything. What's what's the point? Damn, we sound horrible right now. Shout out to Valus Jones and the dream that he has, by the way. Like, you know, like we sound that's terrible. If you want to cut that part of this pod out, that's fine. If you want to keep it in, that's fine too. <laughs> but yeah, this man's just out here trying to live his dream. But shit, I'm trying to get a Super Bowl as a fan. You know what I mean? Like Bayless might be, you know, like, <laughs> Doris Fountain might be the but it might be the X factor we don't know about. You feel me? Like shout out to Simba Webster, you know, a, a, a dual use, a multiple use wide receiver, right? Because the end of that wide receiver room, some you're gonna have to return kicks, do something on special teams. And if your boy Bayless is muffing punts so much so that they are putting a rookie back there, it's like, hey, we 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 saw what what, what conference. Of the Bearcats in again, the All American Conference, Cincinnati in, like yeah, you know, I think that might be All American. You know, Conference USA. You know, you know football and college and conferences and shit these days. You know, you don't know who played for what. <laughs> make the SEC if Big Ten. Like, is Texas in the Big East yet? Like, what, what, is the Big East still a conference? By the way, like, yeah, I don't know. Whatever conference the Cincinnati Bearcats is in, Tyler Scott is is returning kicks in the final preseason game and look good doing it. He looked all right doing it. So, hey, Bayless, hey man, <laughs> these gadget plays, dog. Like, you gotta. <laughs> If you got nine, ten plays, you, you got to score on at least four or five of them, dog. Because this is getting, it's getting to that point where you might have to learn how to speak French or something. You might, you might find yourself north of the border here in a minute, fam. Like I'm, I'm rooting for you, dog. But you know that that room at some point they're gonna have to start putting people in that room that's gonna get passes from Justin Fields or Caleb Williams or Drake May, whoever it may be, and that's where we find ourselves. Hey, um, you know, this thing on, right? This thing is on. You are, you are talking to and, and listening to uh, one of the biggest Justin Fields fans that you will possibly find in captivity, okay? I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. But uh, it's preseason. <laughs> like I said, I hope all that work got in in that coach practice, boy. I hope they come Yo, out against Green man. Bay where it's like, you know, because this is how it works, though, Tone. This is how it works. They just holding it back. And then Green Bay comes. Yo, Next thing you know, it's a 44 uh, to 17 raucous victory. Justin Fields throws with 350 yards, two touchdowns, run for another one. He's doing the Superman cam with the number one jersey. Or. Or Caleb Williams, baby, let's go. Yeah, we might might be rooting for the old Carolina Panthers to lose every game because, uh, man, as much allegiance as I have to this brother, there's there's another brother running around USC's campus right now who uh, (laughs) I just want to stay healthy. I just want him to have a good, healthy season. You know, hey, you feel a little calf strain, Caleb? You know, sit sit a few out for brother. You got you got yourself a Heisman. No need to stress it. Go back to back on him, right? Like you know, I'm here in Washington and Oregon might be good this year. It's the last real year or so of the Pac-12 coming up. You know, calm yourself down. Uh, there may, it may, just might be like a little infinitesimal chance 
that uh, you might have a spot here in the city of Chicago because I'm all in, Tony. You know that. But I will not lie to y'all and say that I was hoping to see more from Justin Fields this preseason. And I'm not even just talking about the snaps. I'm talking about what was done with the snaps. I'm talking about the comfort. Like, two of six versus a vanilla Buffalo defense that has their guys out there. You know, Ed Oliver introduced himself. That's funny as hell, too, by the way. Matt Everflew's lying ass. He's like, hey, uh, we had a 13-play uh, play limit for Justin Fields. <laughs> and and just so happens on the 13th play is when Ed Oliver almost took his head off on the screen pass. He's like, you know what? Yeah, it, it's a third down conversion. <laughs> they went to the left hand. He's like, hey, Tyson. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, number 91 got a little too close to the quarterback. Why don't you go in there and clean it on up? Why don't you? Why don't you <laughs> they called in a reliever mid-drive. He's talking about they had a 13-play script call for Justin Fields. Get your lying ass out of here, Flues. Cut, cut it out. Who do you think you're talking to? Huh? Right, everybody else, script they play first 10, first five. Maybe this dude to get a quarter, quarter and a half. It was like, you know what? Let's go. Uh, 13 seems like a good number. Or, or, and Oliver bearing down on the franchise made everybody on the sideline just pee a little bit. You know, just, just a little bit. Just, just a couple of drops. Y'all, everybody know it out there. You know, you get frightened a little bit. <laughs> just a couple, squeeze a couple of drops up out of you. And you're like, all right, cool. That don't make a mess. We'll just, you know, clean that up when we get home that's all it was don't lie to us you were very scared and so are we justin fields is the bears and the bears are going to be a seven and ten football team now we'll go through our fan duel bears bets during this pod we'll, we'll talk about some of the yard markers and all the other things but i can't lie to y'all and i can't lie to myself i would have hoped to have been feeling better after a preseason of command of the offense that we were going to see. And I know it's vanilla. No, there's not a lot of checks, not a lot of audibles, not a lot of hot reads. They're just getting a whole bunch of base stuff down. I just would have liked for Justin Fields to look better in that base stuff, especially in this last game against the Buffalo Bills. You, you, you tried them out there, which I thought was a mistake, to be honest with you, but you got to get your reps. I understand. You put them behind an offensive line that – you can, you can only do certain things with those guys, guys who haven't really practiced a whole bunch together in the combination that we're asked to go out there in. You want the, 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 the chemistry to settle in no matter what. But, yeah, yeah, this, this first month, we're going to find out not only the developers and the teachers that the Bears coaching staff are, but we're going to find out with Justin Fields um, – what his growth curve is because his sack percentage last year, it rivaled that of David Carr. You know, you know how everybody brings up David Carr, right? Not Derek, but David Carr of the Houston Texans, former number one overall pick. Oh, you know, he got knocked silly. He got, he got, you know, 70 some sacks, 50 some sacks, but his sack percentage was somewhere around 14.94%. I believe Justin Fields was 14.7% last year. You know, we all know sacks are a combination of not getting open, not being able to block, not picking things up with your eyes. Like sacks are a team stat more so than they've ever been before, especially with how much we're asking young quarterbacks to throw the football. So some of these things 
are industry standard, right? Some of these things after a while are just on you as a player. Now, we haven't seen the extreme challenges that quarterbacks, young quarterbacks have had. Justin Fields didn't have anybody to throw to, didn't have anybody blocking for him. Now some of that can be removed. And this preseason, we're still seeing some of the things that bothered us last year in terms of holding the ball too long, his eyes not doing what they're supposed to do, his feet following in his, his eyes. We know he can throw the football. We know he wants to hold on to the football for big plays to develop. But in the time being where this system is really, really getting cemented, this first four weeks I think is going to be challenging. Now, I think this Green Bay game against a defense who – Let's face it, you know, you may not know a lot of the names on the Green Bay defense, but they still got Jair Alexander. They still got some guys who can go get the football. If the Bears are going to run the football and screen game you to death, fine. But at some point, Justin Fields is going to have to be the Justin Fields that we think he can be. He's going to have to throw the football. He's going to have to have command of the offense. And I, I just, I don't feel that way coming out of preseason. Now, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm wishing I'm wrong, but I won't be surprised if he and this offense struggles early, not just because of the offensive line issues, injuries from left to right, but I don't know that he's looked that much more advanced than last year. And maybe the opportunities weren't out there for him to do so. Maybe just maybe the, 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 what, 25 snaps that he's played in the first, you know, three games of the preseason in the preseason as a whole isn't enough to do so. But I just wish I felt better. And it is my duty to tell y'all this because if it all comes crashing down, I want y'all to know I don't feel good about this preseason at all. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. We already ran over it in the full go with our Bears future bets. That's right, $27.75 for Justin Fields, passing yards, regular season. We're hitting the over on that. 850 yards or so for DJ Moore. We're hitting the over on that as well. The over-under on the win total, by the way, 7.5 right now. You can get that number of FanDuel. We might be going under. I think the Bears might fall right at 7 and 10. We got a whole bunch of NFL bets, futures for you. We got the season awards. We got the long shots, everything else. That, <clears throat> 3, 2, 1. We got the long shots and much, much more and anything else you might like. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash full go. That's FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-G-O and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. That's September 18th, 2023. No refunds, terms, and embargoes apply. No refunds, terms, and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. The full goal with Jason Golf. Now, on the defensive side of things, I mean, let's face it. The defense was a damn mess last year. A damn mess last year. You got you, Everyone in the front seven was responsible for one of the worst defenses in Bears history. Now, you finally got a chance to see Yannick Ngakwe and, of course, Terrell Edmonds. Now, Tremaine Edmonds. His brother's Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds Tremaine Edmonds. But in watching that, all I saw was the Buffalo Bills run what? Is it a 14-play, 12-play drive, first play, first drive of the, the afternoon? Uh, I'd like to see a statement when, when the guys that you paid for are out there, right? I'd like to see some kind of resistance. Now, I know the secondary is going to be, I think, a strong suit of this team, but it's also an incredibly young secondary, too. You're talking about Johnson and Jackson being your veterans, but you're relying on Stevenson. You're relying on Gordon in his second year. Right. You're relying on Brisker in his second year. So as 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 much talent as I think is in that secondary, they're going to be tested because that front seven hasn't shown that one, they have the bodies to provide adequate pressure. And two, I mean, they haven't really played together. <laughs> Yannick and Gakway got here, what, two days ago, damn near. And and listen, you're a middle linebacker who you're hoping can do some of the stuff that you saw Brian Erlach could do in this defense, which is drop back in that middle third and all the passes that you don't see completed or even attempted are because that dude is there with that wingspan, that length, that body, and, and of course, that size and speed and play recognition. This dude was a captain on the Buffalo Bills when he was a child, 22-year-old, 23-year-old captain. So there's certain things football-wise that you're going to be able to count on when it comes to Edmonds, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> I got to see it. Like this preseason showed me absolutely nothing. And I was looking for very specific things. So I still think the bears are going to fiddle with that second spot in the NFC North. I, I don't know how uh, ironclad I am on them being the cemented second place finisher. Right. I think the Detroit lions are going to be a good team. they will be a nine or 10 win team, but the NFC North I don't think there's any great shakes. And if the Bears come out poorly, I think there'll be not only reason for concern, I think we could look at the preseason. You know, the, the amount of injuries, the way the preseason has been handled, and also the backup quarterback position is going to matter, y'all. It's going to matter. P.J. Walker has stunk, and he's known it and said it. He, he, he said he could read. He quote, he said, I could read the room. You know, I... 
PJ Walker knows what happened after that first week where it's like, okay, you know, hey, dude, hey, hey, uh, hey, XFL guy, hey, Carolina quarterback who, who, who had one of the great highlights of last year, what are you going to do now that you're going to be counted on? Because let's face it, your backup quarterback has to get you in and out of two to four week spans. Like, this no longer is something where your backup quarterback is just a dude who's going to get you in the victory formation at the end of a game and kneel and go about his business and be Steve Bono for 12, 13 years behind Steve Young and Joe Montana and not really play. No, backup quarterbacks play now. And your man Tyson, first of all, he comes from a very, very, very uh, short line of white tattoo-sleeved quarterbacks. Huh? Give, give Give me all the sleeved up white quarterbacks that you could think of right now. Huh? In the position of leadership where, you know, either you're a brother and they allow you to get away with all those shenanigans or you're a clean cut, you know, good old wholesome American white guy. Huh? You either got to be, you either Lamar Jackson or you Justin Herbert. There's nothing in between. And my man Tyson Bajan is out here like, hey, you see the sleeve? Huh? You see the, you see the clock in the head? I get rid of the football. I'm a little mobile. I get busy out here, undrafted. Like, like the, I like it. I like like an NFL street character. Yeah, he does. I, I remember the first time I saw him. I'm like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. Huh? You listen. I grew up watching guys like Mike McMahon and Kevin Cobb, and you know the the dudes who you know is like, oh, this ain't gonna be this ain't gonna be shit for a long time, but it's gonna be fun for a short time, right? Like you know that certain guys will never be handed a franchise, and then you look at certain guys like, oh, but I can't wait to see him play a couple of games. That's all I want out my backup quarterback. I'm tired of all these backup quarterbacks that are not entertaining in the least. Where it's like, oh, he didn't turn the football over. Hey, well, damn it. The season is shot if he's playing. I'm here to be entertained. Turn the football over if you have to. Take some chances. You ain't never going to get this shot again, sir. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing here? Why, why are we allowing this man to just hand off the football? I want more exciting co- backup quarterback play. You remember when backup quarterbacks in the NFL were fun? Where it was like, oh, my God, this dude didn't expect to play, and it looks like it. Like, that's what I want out there. And the dude looks like he can play a little bit. Like, if you didn't know, right? And I know everybody's playing twos against twos, backups against backups. But when a dude separates himself from the backups, I I take notice, especially at that position, you know? Even though it kind of foils what we were talking about, where it's like, hey, you know, (laughs) you got a brother as a starting quarterback. Go ahead and get that brother as the backup. You won't have any issues as far as the fans, you know, having an uprising. Does tattooed white quarterback? This is this is where this is where it it gets a little tricky. Black quarterback gets a little tricky. Gets Uh a little tricky. Uh Because he still is like you still one of us. You just went a little wayward. You know what I mean? Like we'll root for you, but clean up your act, kind of vibe. You know what I mean? So. There's like a scrappy Gardner Minshew vibe with him too. You know, it's like oh, yeah. kind of like, you know, maybe a little too short, but like he's going to fight, you know, like Cooper Rush or yeah. something like that, you know. Yeah. I, I see yeah. yeah. I'm hey, I'm all in for cuz you know, you know Justin's going to be running a real Listen, Justin Fields ain't about to turn into Tom Brady overnight or maybe ever. Okay? So, for us to act like Justin Fields ain't about to tuck it and run at least 7 to 10 times a game still is ludicrous. And with that, Justin Fields is going to take some shots. 
You know, at the end of last year, Justin Fields is out here getting rung up. <laughs> okay, that that Atlanta Falcons game is still one of the the more uh, that that's one of those games where I, you look back at it and go like, hey man. It's okay to tell them that you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> it's okay to tell them to hand the football off when you hurt, right? Like, your man, your man Tyson B is going to play. He's going to play. Now, will he be good? That's another thing. That's another thing. But boy, wreck, reckless, tattooed, white quarterbacking? I'm here for it. Huh? Huh? I'm here for it. You feel me? Like, come on, man. There's like a mini series that could be made about this dude. And like, in fact, hey, that get Allison the bounty hunter on the line. That is the next bounty on this show. Okay, you get our guy TB on this show. He becomes a weekly contributor before long. He's out here slaying that pill. Hey, if Brock Purdy can do it in San Francisco, why can't my man? Huh? By the way, I can't wait till the 49ers fall flat on their face with that shit. <laughs> Brock, the 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 the, tra- the Trey Lance thing is like, hey, but look at he got Brock Purdy. It's like, eh, but he he made one of the worst draft moves of all time. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch out here skating, boy, skating. I tell you, like, hey, look at I me, mean, look at the seventh round pick we got though. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, if the reports are true, Kyle never wanted him. He's like, don't put that. I never wanted him. And he's like, like yeah. if I'm moving up to draft a quarterback, I'm not taking Mac Jones. And it seems like he wanted Mac Jones. He has a type. Hey. He has hey. a type. No, no. Oh, 100%. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but, you know, after that type kind of, you know, betrayed you when you're up 28 to 3, it's like, uh. <laughs> Maybe you know what I mean? Like it's like your man, you you know when your man is going down a bad road, but you're like, hey man, I'll I'll be there at the altar, fam. I just you know, I'll I'll, I'll support you. And then you talking to your other friends in the group chat, like, all right, over under. What are we talking? Two years, a year and a half. You know this shit ain't gonna last. Like, come on, man. Hey, if Brock Purdy goes down and, and it becomes the you know one a perennial pro bowler here in the NFC, fine. But Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I think I think the old NFL's got a curveball for for young Mr. Purdy this year. I think just a tiny one. It's the full What do you miss most about football? For me, it's him. Like just exclusively, Patrick Mahomes is what, what I, I miss, miss about most about football. football? Mm-hmm. You know, man, what I miss most about football is the entire world and our entire industry being locked in on one thing. Like when football's not on, it's a battle of like, Ooh, look what my sport is doing. Oh, look what your sport is doing. Oh, here comes the summer where none of our sports are doing anything. You know what I'm saying? And then the baseball people filter it and they, they remind you how much smarter and more intricate their sport is. And you're like, all right, but we're not watching it. So there's that. And then football comes back around. Like, I like being in that, that, and I guess it's, it's just that umbrella of understanding like, Hey man, this is what everybody in the country is kind of being forced to do. And we, some people love it more than others. Like I love people who are just generally enthusiastic about all NFL goings on. Like you don't have that with any other sport to the, to the level you do with football. 
And I miss, you know, a random Thursday night where you got nothing going on and all of a sudden the Jaguars and the Titans, because it's always the Jaguars and the Titans on Thursday night football. I don't care who else you, they say is playing. It's the Jaguars and the Titans every Thursday night. And you get to watch yourself a football contest that might be great. Now, what I do, you want to know what I miss about football? I miss Al Michaels having to say two chains his name during the Amazon reads. You know, that's what I miss about football. I miss <laughs> I miss the, the, the sanctimonious, uh, you know, hashtags in all of the end zones <laughs> while the while the general principle is to uphold none of those ideologies. That's what I miss about football. <laughs> I, I I miss not speculating which owner is going to get his team taken away from him because he doesn't know how to not be handsy with the cheerleaders. You know, that, that's what I miss about football. <laughs> I miss that time of the year around week four or five when some bum-ass quarterback is taking off the scrap heap and we're like, hey, but what happened to Colin Kaepernick, though? That's what I miss about about football you know like it's it's a yearly event <laughs> you know what i mean like i miss those things right like i i, I miss the the player to booth transition where you're like oh this is this is gonna be this guy's final year doing this <laughs> you know like you know you get that new player in every rotation where it's like all right he went to the old uh, broadcasting school and they rinsed him off and now it's time for him to get thrown in the game and he's he's like not even He's not even pointed in the direction of the field. They got to turn him around. Like, uh, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, Bob. Um, <laughs> football is being played as we speak. Back to you. Right. Or in this, or it could be a keep to leave. It's like, hey, that motherfucker ain't no good. And I whooped his ass when I played with him. All right. And we're going to break now. We'll be back here. The Broncos 7, the Raiders 0. It's the first quarter, and the kickoff just got returned. And the keep to leave is already talking about whooping somebody's ass. So, oh, man, that's what I miss about football. No, nah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's the religion in this country now. It, it owns three days out the week. Um, we get a chance to tell our loved ones goodbye like you should have three weeks ago. We told y'all on this pod. You know, if you have not checked in with your significant other yet and told them how much time the relationship will be missing for the next six, seven months, that's on you at this point. Okay? The season is here now. All right? Your fantasy football. Hey, y'all, y'all doing fantasy this year? Yeah. Yeah. Fantasy football kind of gauges and helps you gauge like your relationship with with the people that you're in the league with. You know, it's like there's no conversation at all. There's no trades, there's no shit talking. You're like, uh uh, are we really friends? Like, do we do we really rock with each other, or are we just on a group text? Like, do we, you know, like how's your family? Don't even happen on these group texts. So at this point, if all we doing is, you know, I'm trading you Tony Pollard for for for, for Dan Waller, is the friendship really there? Is is all I'm saying, you know. So shout out to all y'all fantasy football leagues. Hopefully y'all gotten your drafts in, and they were fun, and you know they weren't time consuming. Uh, but no, no, no fantasy football for me. And, you know, I'm tired of coming up with uh, clever, um, clever fantasy football names because that's all I'm really doing. I donate like $100 every year to fantasy football leagues around the country and I come up with a cool name and that's about it. Like I set my I set my lineups on Wednesday. People get hurt on Friday. I don't check. It's you know it's, it's not it's not for me anymore. You know, and I love doing it, but you know it's just if it doesn't make me watch any harder, right? Like you know I know dudes who have like nine, ten leagues, and it's like 
you just rooting for the whole fucking league, huh? You just see, you, you, anytime anyone scores, it's, it's, a, it's a festive occasion around your house, huh? Like, you're just watching Scott Hansen, like, like the, the Wizard of Oz, every single Sunday. Like, look at him, what he's giving me, all these points, because you got nine leagues. You, you root for the whole fucking NFL. Shit. But, uh, nah. No fantasy for me. Uh, you guys in fantasy? You guys enjoy your, your your fantasy surroundings? Are there people in your league that you wish you weren't uh, wish weren't in the league? If so, uh, name them now, and uh, we won't bleep out those names. Nothing. Nothing. No. Look at, I'm, look at I'm in a I'm in a league with uh, two, a lot of my closest friends, but we do a lot of shit talking. Like to me, that's the that's the best part about the league. Is like when, especially if you're blowing somebody out or somebody really getting you. And then, you know, you start seeing, like, the text coming in on Sunday. You're like, oh, yeah, they packed me up in the group chat. Like, to me, that's the that's the best part. Like, like I, I can't be in a fantasy football league where there's not shit talking going on. Yeah. That, yeah see, that's that's that youth, baby. That's that youth. <laughs> yeah, when you, get to, when you get to be my age, Kyle, you know, the wrong thing said might have somebody at your door. You know, my like, is going through it these days, boy. My like is out here in fantasy baseball? football leagues. Yeah. 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 Slap somebody. Oh, my God. Dudes are in fantasy football leagues. Like, they out here in, 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 in alleys shooting dice. Like, all right, need this 750. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything's everything's hanging on that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I gotta feed player, my yeah. gotta feed my kids with this fantasy football championship money. <laughs> we actually had oh god, this is gonna get uncomfortable because the people who I'm uh, talking about actually listen to the podcast. We actually had a dude who uh who we played fantasy football with who was like, Man, this, this league's for my daughters. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, y'all wanna put the league on hold this year? Get a get a GoFundMe started for my man? Like, y'all y'all wanna act like this wasn't a clear cry for help? Like everybody, everybody's, you know, I really really don't care about Joe Burrow's stats right now. Oh, I'm more concerned with, you know, if they over there eating spaghettios. You feel me? Like <laughs> Just want to make sure we good. So, I guess that's I guess that's the, uh, the message from this pod to everybody out there in the fantasy football leagues. Don't let fantasy split up your family, okay? And and don't don't let clear messages sent to you and your group uh, by your friends just be disregarded just because you want to win five hundred dollars in the fantasy football league, okay? So check on your friends and uh, and, and play responsibly. And 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 don't gamble any more than you can actually afford to lose. All those good things, like you hear at the beginning and the end of this pod. Bears talk with Jason Golf on the full goal. That kick is good for the win. Fade to black. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. I'm going to LA tomorrow morning at six forty-five. I'm uh. Yeah, man. What's going on? So. Pia has to um, do the maths interviews to wrap up, I believe, the season, if I'm not mistaken. So she's got like two days of taping out there. And uh, she um, she pulled up on me where, you know, I was in my normal seated position in the dining room watching TV or playing a game or doing something unproductive. And uh, she was like, uh, do you want to go to you want to go to Los Angeles? I was like, sure, I guess, you know, like, 
It came out of left field, you right? Bad? Like I know she, huh? <laughs> no, you bad? no, no, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it came out of left field, so I was like, ah, oh, sure, all right, cool. And then, as we're talking about the logistics, you know, pickups and drop offs, my son, that kind of thing, I see a text message pop up, <laughs> like while she's showing me like flights and stuff. See a text message pop up, and it's her friend who is also her. Um, hairstylist and you know makeup artist and also works for the show as well and all it said was girl I gotta get a dress I was like ha 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 I've been (laughs) this 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 is no hey sweetie do you wanna (laughs) do you wanna check out LA for a couple of days yes yes. You know what I mean? like, no fine print at all. Just, just put it in front. She know I'm a sign. Yep, you're right. <laughs> My life away. Yeah, yep, yep. So yeah, so it's gonna be like a uh, a couple's trip slash work trip. So you know, pray for me, y'all, because y'all know I'm not the best in uh, social settings. <laughs> you know, I do all this stuff behind the microphone and then those are my allotted words for the week. I, uh, I get around people and I don't have much to say. And they're always like enthralled, like, Oh, this is what you do, huh? Entertain us dance. And I'm like, no, no, thanks. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the other couple's going to ask to do that. It's just, you know, you know, you don't want to be, I don't want to be cantankerous around work folk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't want to, Hey, this is my grumpy fiance. <laughs> he talks sports back home. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's one of those troglodytes. You feel me? I'm not, I'm not one of these, uh, you know, not on cable TV, like the superstars in this house. You feel me? So yeah, I'll be in Los Angeles when this thing drops. Um, looking forward to, uh, catching up with some people. Last time I was out there for the Super Bowl, didn't get, ch- get a chance to catch up with some people. So looking forward to catching up with some family. My man Clayton, I'm gonna get up with him. A couple of my guys from NFL Network, so should be fun. You know, I've uh, I've only been to LA for work really in my life, so you know, have a couple of days where you get to do whatever the LA thing is. What better time than to spend some money with FanDuel, the the number one sportsbook app in the world, than now, right? Let's get it in now. Let's let's get a, a ahead of all the. The prognosticators ahead of all the betting geniuses. We're going, and this is all coming out of Kyle's pocket, by the way. Okay. We, we all, we all took a tally and figured the person who talks the least on the pod should be uh, forced to pay. So Kyle, uh, hopefully, you know, you've been saving those pennies because, you know, we do appreciate your submission and, and your help on the, on the, uh, the old resources front. So, Bears futures, we talked about it. We've been talking about it. Seven and a half. Fellas, what say y'all? Under. Under. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to go under on that. I think oh, what are we I, doing I, I th- here? I, I think they're seven. I think they're at seven. Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, sh- that preseason wasn't pretty. <laughs> so, man, I mean, shit, it's man, your money, what's, Kyle. What's, uh, where, 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 where are we going? <laughs> huh? I mean, what, Ten smackaroos. Come on. Ryan Poles. That's, that's, hey, I'm all I'm saying is this offensive line looks really bad, and the GM was a former offensive lineman. So, okay. Take that. So, we're going under as a crew. Yep. All right. So under seven and a half right now, FanDuel has them locked in at plus 100. 
to go under seven and a half. So we're going under. All right. All right. All right. This is a tough start. I mean, I think they're going to go seven and 10. So who am I kidding? I, I, I think, think they're, they're going to go at here. seven. And I think yeah. the, the Lions are, are going to be a little better than, than people think. Yeah. People, people oh, think they're going to be good, but I think they're going to be a little better than that, yeah. honestly. So you yeah. think it's yeah. 12? The so, 11, 12? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but like they're, I think they're going to. I think they're going to do some dominating. So, like, the Bears have a big hill ahead, I think, this year. All right. So, the Chicago Bears to win exactly seven games on FanDuel is plus 600. So, I'll go the under, and I'll go plus 600 for the exact win total being at seven games. All right. Chicago Bears to make the playoffs. I think that's a no across the board for all of us, right? And they're not there yet. Probably a year or two away. So, minus 220 is the no. Plus 172. That's not a bad number for the yes. Couple more wins, couple more bounces here and there. One and seven in one score games last year, fellas. Huh? Huh? More talent on each side of the field. DJ Moore is going to score every time he touches the football. No way they can sneak in the playoffs. Not for Kyle's money. All right, cool. So we got no. We got no. All right. So as we move forward here, here's where we get. Here's where it gets fun. Justin Fields. Regular season total passing yards, 2775 and a half. So 2,775 and a half yards. You got the hook on the half. Over under 2775. Fellas, where are we going? Ooh, that was an emphatic over too, boy. What did, what, what did he throw for last year? Somebody looked that up. Somebody looked that up. Tony, where are we at with it? What do you got? Over yards. or under 2775 and a half. Uh, uh, over. Uh, you're not as confident as Kyle. Okay, uh-huh. Chris. And he was throwing to us, right? Uh-huh. This year he's Last got year, Tyler Scott. He's got for, uh, DJ Moore. You know the <laughs> the ghost of Chase Claypool is in that room. Like we got Maple. a lot going on this year. Yeah, Mapletron is there. Cole Komet, the blue chip prospect that he is. New money. Huh? You know, Roshan Johnson out the backfield, Valus Jones with his gadget plays, twenty seven seventy five. Chris, what say you? I'm saying over, man. Like yeah. I'm, I'm convinced, you know, like he's gonna. I think he's gonna spin it a lot more this year, and uh, they're gonna test him. You know, this is the year, like you said, like you've been saying, man. Like they gotta, they gotta Make test those wheels. They gotta put him out there. You know, Make and I think break. it's gonna be better. So over. All right, so we'll go over as a show. You know, we got one fancy over, but other than that, we're over for the most part. All right, so regular season passing touchdowns, total touchdowns for, for Justin Fields. Last year, he had, I believe, 17, if I'm yep, not mistaken. 17. Over under 17 and a half. What do we got, fellas? I'm going to go over. I mean, DJ yeah. Moore. Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney's now in a lesser role because of DJ Moore being here. I just think over 17, I think, is a, a reasonable number just with all of the weapons he has around him. Yeah. So I think over is the pick here. Tony, you agree with that? Chris, you good with that? I'm, I'm good with that, yeah. We get 18. All right. We get 18. Oh, look at Tony. We're finding out that Tony does not fuck with the Chicago Bears nor Justin Fields, ladies and gentlemen. We're finding that out as we go through these FanDuel Sportsbook overs and unders. All right. DJ Moore, regular season, total receiving yards. The number is 825 and a half. 825 yards for the man who was acquired with the number one overall pick in this year's draft. 
part of the package, I should say. DJ Moore, over, under, fellas. What we got? I got over. I think DJ Moore is going to be the guy who gets the ball early and often, whether it be from our guy Tyson B or QB1 Justin Fields. Um, I, yeah, I, I think DJ Moore. And uh, this screen game that we're seeing, I don't think that's just some vanilla stuff that's happening in the preseason. I think the especially with what this offensive line is going to be in the first month of the season. I think you're going to see a lot of zero routes. I think you're going to see a lot of long handoffs. And I think DJ Moore is going to ask to be uh, essentially a punt returner at the line of scrimmage. Where it's like, here's the ball, make people miss, get upfield. I'm looking at a somewhere around an 1100 yard season for DJ Moore. At you least know, a grand, at least 1, a grand. Yeah, 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 at least. Yeah, yeah. 17 games, uh, you know, you, all we're talking about is 60 yards a game, right? I mean, come on. If, if DJ Moore didn't get you 60 career. yards a game, we, 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 he, yeah, if he didn't get you 60 yards a game, then this is a failure, <laughs> just top to bottom. So what are we going uh, with? I don't know, y'all. 825, like, Tony? Yeah, 825 um, yards. Those are Johnny Hold Knox on. numbers. Hold on. Shout out to Johnny Knox catching a straight for no goddamn yeah, reason. Shout out to you. Not a straight, I'm just saying. It sounded like one to me. Didn't did not sound like you know, didn't sound like the pantheon of great receivers. Like those are Johnny Knox numbers. Let's let's I, I, I winced a little bit. Stand on your shit. Like, don't run away from it, you know? So you're saying that DJ Moore can't get fifty yards a game. That's what you're saying, Tony. I'm not saying he's not talented enough to get that. Oh, I'm thinking shit. is here you go to politicking. I think I, and it's not politicking. I'm trying to logically go through this. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna pass all that much. I think they still oh, yeah. gonna try and run Single the football. Wing? Oh, yeah, I, here? <laughs> and <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if at least from what we've seen in preseason, what we're hearing in practice, I don't know if they're confident. You know, obviously they have to throw the ball down the field some, but not as much as what the average team is going to do. I, I I don't think he's going to have that many opportunities for real, for real. Like he should be just because of how they play football. So um, I think I would take the under on that just because I don't think he's going to get the opportunities. Okay. So you got an under from Tony, got an over from Chris, got an over from Kyle. Okay. I'm going over. Just for the simple fact, if DJ Moore didn't get you 850 yards, there needs to be some real soul searching. You don't trade the number one pick. I don't give a damn who you don't like at the top of the draft. You don't trade the number one pick with the crown jewel not being highlighted and showcased in the beginning of his career as a bear. It doesn't, I don't care if Justin Fields is at the quarterback position or if he is not. You've seen the quarterbacks that DJ Moore has had to catch passes from the last three years of his NFL career? Nah. Nah, they're going to be third downs and he better be the main target because he's going to be the only one that is open. And when he isn't open, you still got to throw him the football. So I think we're going to see a lot of forced interceptions this way too this year too. I think we're going to see some Randy ratio type stuff going on with DJ Moore because, hey, that's a high cost for a player who, you know, it we're not talking DJ Moore isn't in the top tier of NFL receivers, right? So, you know, when we talk about Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, you know, Jordan Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson, I'm sorry, and uh, and of course Jamar Chase, like he's not in that pantheon. You traded the number one pick for a package, including two first round picks and him. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> you need that return on investment immediately. So I think uh I think Matt Eberflus 
is going to try to tell Luke Gessie, hey, man, hey, number two, that's the way we need to go. And on top of it, like, he's the only proven playmaker on the offensive side of the football. The only one who's shown you consistently that he can make plays when there are none. And watch, watch him so, sit two on him every game. Be like, throw, throw to somebody else. That, and, and guess what? From the moment he's got he's got into the NFL, the moment he got into the NFL, that was that was his lot in life. Like you look at Carolina's receiving core, Robbie Anderson, you know, wasn't really scaring anybody, right? Like he's he's had he's had cloud coverage for the last two years, and he's been able to do with less, uh, a lot more than the Bears receivers did last year. All right. <clears throat> Yannick Ngakwe, and I'm trying my hardest to pronounce his name the way it's supposed to be pronounced, as opposed to what you colonizers have forced on us in terms of just calling him Yannick. So, over under 7.75 sacks this year for Yannick Ngakwe. Now, we know the man says, hey, I'm a three-down player, and we know he's saying that because it's time to get paid again. Travis Gibson is asked to be traded. By the way, we did talk a lot about Travis Gibson and the whole rundown of what the Bears season is looking like. Don't be surprised if Travis Gibson goes somewhere else because, you know, he's got a $2.75 million deal. Um, not, a, not a huge cap hit. You want people to trade for him. But don't be surprised if Travis Gibson gets picked up by some 3-4 team and messes around and gets 9-10 sacks in spot duty because he's got that kind of talent. You know, he just he just needs reps, and he's not a hand in the ground defensive end. And I think he's had the the biggest issue with that transition from three four to Matt Eberflus's cover two Tampa zone scheme. Uh, so seven point seven five sacks over under, fellas. Will will Yannick Ngakwe get to the quarterback this season uh, for the beloved? I'm going. I'm going over. He's never had. He's never not had at least eight sacks in a season in his career, so I'm going with the over. All right. Minus 112, by the way, over, under, on both sides. Yep, that's what I was going to say, too. I'm right with Kyle. You know, he's going to be at least – it's going to be at least seven, seven and a half sacks, and it's probably going to be more, I think, because they're going to rely on him a lot. Who's he playing with, though? Like, he also played with some competent, you know, people on the other side of him. And if you just send in two and not have to worry about, you know, what's going on on the other side, I think it's going to be difficult to get to that number more than, which I was surprised that he signed here, right? Even for the one year, like if you're going to do that, you're going to try and find the best situation that can get you that number so you can get to that next paycheck. I don't know what they told him. Maybe it's just a sheer amount of playing time that they, you know, ensured him that he's going to be able to get. And the comfort of the as well. Right. So I, I, I'm all saying this, and I'm agreeing with y'all that I think he will get over it, but I think he's just, just, just is going to make that. No, he's going to make us sweat at the end of this, where it's game 17, and he he teetering yeah. at that six and a half, and we're yeah. like, come on, bro, just just get a, get an arm around the, around him. But yeah. I think he'll get no, that. No, I over. got you. Eight or nine. Yeah, I'm, I'm settling at eight or nine, somewhere around there this year. So I think I think the, the over-under will be secured in that situation. It was minus 112, so it's not a it's not a crazy bet either way. And, of course, the final bet, first week of the season, y'all already know, the Green Bay Packers coming to Soldier Field, the oldest rivalry in the books, you know, and now it's starting a new generation of quarterbacking with Justin Fields and Jordan Love going at it. 
the Bears are one and a half point favorites right now as of what, you know, Sunday night, 11 o'clock, one and a half. That's an interesting line. Very interesting line. We don't know a lot about Jordan Love in that offense other than some of the throws that we've seen him make this preseason. Uh, the over under is 43 and a half. So they think it'll be a low scoring game, right? The first game of the season, second game, by the way, on the, on the docket. So it's, it's in that, that 325, you know, uh, that, that, that earmarked for national attention. I'm worried about this game. <laughs> I'm worried in a major way, but you got two quarterbacks who, not only are young, but haven't really proven that they can decipher NFL defenses at the speed and pace and rate that they need to, to be efficient in the passing game. One, because we haven't seen it yet out of Jordan love. And two, because we haven't seen it, the progression that needs to be made or the maturation, the evolution that, that has to happen for Justin Fields. Now, hopefully this is that year. I am very worried about the first month of this season. I think September is going to be rough on the bears. I truly do. Um, right now I'd be leaning towards the green Bay Packers in that, that one and a half right now. Now, as we get closer to that date, injuries happen, you know, people heal up, maybe just maybe, you know, we, we find out that Darnell Wright's feeling a little bit better than we think. Tevin Jenkins seemingly is going to miss a few games into the season. So that thing is cemented. You know, you've got some issues on that offensive line and we all know the, the, the Green Bay Packers interior linemen have made careers out of going up against the bears. Well, there's BJ Raji back in the day, you know what I mean? Uh, what was the, what was the big, uh, what was the, the the grave digger? Oh my God. What was my, the, the, the big defensive tack Gabe Brown. Was it Gabe Brown back in the day? I believe his name was. And of course, you know, Kenny Clark of recent vintage. Green Bay has always got somebody for you. So I'm worried. I'm worried. And let's face it, it's Packers Bears. So there's going to be that extra little whatever in it. Jordan Love is, is going to get his first shot at quarterbacking. I, I think they'll I think they'll hold his hand through the first game. So I don't think you'll, you'll be um, exposed too much to Jordan loves aerial exploits, but they still got Aaron Jones, man. Aaron Jones is one of the best football players in the NFL that, that nobody really talks about. Like we always talk about running backs in the NFL, right? And we, we get to certain names and we talk about the Saquons of the world and, you know, Jonathan Taylor up in Indianapolis, Aaron Jones is as dynamic as anybody in the game as dynamic as anybody, but he's in Green Bay and he's been playing with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams for a few years. So, you know, it's easy to get overshadowed by arguably one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the game, four best quarterbacks in the game, and arguably one of the two or three best wide receivers in the game. So I worry because I've seen Edgar Bennett carve up <laughs> the Bears on many uh, many a uh, uh, Bears-Packers primetime event. You know, the, the, the screen game in Green Bay, has has uh, been the nightmare fuel for many of Bears fans. I worry that Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are gonna have those type of days, especially against a run defense that I'm not sure yet. Even though that there are new names, I'm not sure uh, what they are as of yet. And this team's gonna be counting on two rookie defensive tackles a lot more than you would like to. Like Zach Pickens and, and Javon Dexter are gonna get a whole bunch of snaps, a ton of snaps. Like Justin Jones is cool, he's professional. 
right? He's but he's at replacement level when it comes to defensive tackles in the NFL. So you're going to see a whole bunch of youth and inexperience in the middle of that Bears defense. I'm worried about that one and a half. What, what say y'all? Tony, Chris, Kyle, where we going? Bears minus one and a half, Packers plus one and a half. I'm leaning Bears, man. I think you just like what you said. I think they know that they have to show out. Like the 13th play, scripted Justin Fields day. That's just like a signal. They want to, you know, stay, keep everything as fresh as possible they want for that first game. And they know this is their chance to really stomp on the, the Packers. You know, it's kind of been like a little brother thing for a while. I think they think they have a chance. Uh, Jordan Love is unproven. Justin Fields has played a whole season. I don't know. I feel it's more likely that that the Bears will start out strong, in my opinion. You know, right. then maybe peter out at the end or whatever. But I feel like I, I, this this is kind of like a Super Bowl level kind of thing, right? Don't you think? About these two teams, yeah, I, right. These two teams, I, I I wonder. Justin Fields, the intrigue around Justin Fields is different than that of Jordan Love because we haven't seen him yet, but. The Packers clearly, um, they've got better personnel in in a lot of different places, and they're deeper. Like, the Bears are one injury, as we've seen on the offensive line, they're one injury away on each one of these units to having the replacement players that played a lot of last year, logged a lot of snaps last year. Like, you look at this draft class, you got six guys who are being counted on in real roles, like Noah Sewell going out with that as that, at that with that injury at that linebacking spot. You know, he, this this dude is being asked to be a key contributor on special teams, first year in the league, and and those things matter. Like, there's a lot of young dudes being counted on in the Bears side of things. So, I'm I definitely am worried about this first game. Tony, what did, what about you? Yeah. Um... The way this preseason ended up working out, I didn't really see what I wanted to see at the end of this. And, you know, it may call it PTSD, but if I don't feel comfortable about this Bears team, the automatic default is go Packers. So, mm-hmm. Because I, I at least they have the stability that the Bears are still looking for, right? They got proven commodities in Aaron Jones and not just proven commodities in terms of talent, like DJ Moore is a proven commodity, but also proven commodity because they trust him and they know what he can do. And the Bears fans and the Bears know what he can do. So I'm going to take the Packers on that one. I'm with you, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm very, very worried about this game. Damn, man. We can talk about the White Sox or the Bulls this entire pod in some way, somehow. It felt sad at the end. What do we do here? Well, at least it's Kyle's money we're spending, right? I mean, in the end. So, Kyle, it'd be it'd be cool for you to go ahead and go ahead and cash app that uh, hundred fifty dollars we just spent on uh, FanDuel just now, and uh, we'll let you know if you want anything. All right, while, <laughs> All right, you, while cool. you're while you're talking shit with your twenty something year old friends in your fantasy football league, you know, while we're out here dealing with real life. Tony's got screaming babies in the background and Chris is on the run from <laughs> crimes that he committed in Sweden that have yet to be reported, you know? So just go ahead and cash out that money over brother. 
But don't you believe in the thing, you know, when a team is bad in the preseason and they're good in the regular season? Doesn't that no. just happen all the time? Like, you know, it's just like, I don't, you get I don't set know that up to be true, you're like, Chris. oh man, my team is, uh, what, what the fuck's wrong no. with my team? And then they go like 10 and seven, you I don't know, know something that like true, that. Chris. Has that ever happened uh, to you? I don't, I don't, I don't have that experience, Chris. I, it's like, I feel like you... every year, like when Tom Brady was playing, like the Patriots <laughs> lost yeah. all the preseason games and all of a Chris, sudden like, oh Chris, wait, nope, they went undefeated. Chris, you just said two very important fucking words, Chris. You said two very important words in that sentence. Tom Brady is what you just said. <laughs> I don't have that Tom Brady experience, Chris. I have I have the the Steve Stentrum experience. I have the I have the the Rick Meyer experience. Okay. I got the Jeff George experience. Okay. I got the Kyle Orton experience. I got the Jay Cutler experience. All right. I, I have those experience. I have the Peter Tom Willis experience. I don't have the Tom Brady experience. We, we, we have been the, the antithesis of the Tom Brady experience here in the city of Chicago. Okay. So no, I don't know that to be true. I'm a, I'm a, an abused and battered NFL fan. And all this hour was, was the, uh, the, the locking in of what is going to be a dreadful season, seemingly. That, that, that's what this felt like for the last hour. Huh? Just all because Nate Davis has didn't want to play this, this preseason. <laughs> I'm blaming all this on Nate Davis. If Nate Davis would have got out there this preseason, we'd have felt a lot better. And Justin Fields would have completed more than that man went two for six against the Buffalo Bills starting unit, got rocked. And, and Matt Eberflus was like, all right, we've seen enough here. Hopefully, hopefully that Indianapolis Colts week really sharpened the tools, sharpened the knives. This go, man, this this has the you know what? I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be happy. This is a beautiful Sunday. I'm not even going to do it. Nope. Even though we just did it for an hour ago. Okay. So no, I don't know that to be true. I'm, a, I'm a, an abused and battered NFL fan. And all this hour was, was the, uh, the, the locking in of what is going to be a dreadful season. Seemingly that, that, that's what this felt like for the last hour. Huh? Just all because Nate Davis has didn't want to play this this preseason. <laughs> I'm blaming all this on Nate Davis. If Nate Davis would have got out there this preseason, we'd have felt a lot better. And Justin Fields would have completed more than that man went two for six against the Buffalo Bills starting unit, got rocked, and, and Matt Eberflus was like, "All right, we've seen enough here. Hopefully, hopefully that Indianapolis Colts week really sharpened the tools, sharpened the knives. This go, man. This this has the." You know what? I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be happy. This is a beautiful Sunday. I'm not even going to do it. Nope. Even though we just did it for an hour. It's Chicago in the house. Let me hear you say yeah. Yo, you listening to the Full Golf Podcast with my man Jason Golf. It's your boy Dave Jeff. Holla at y'all. Much love. That's all the time we have for 282 of these things, huh? Episode 282 of the Full Go Podcast brought to you by The Ringer and, of course, Spotify is the gang. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I want to say thank you to my marvelous production staff, uh, the exceptional one, Kyle Williams, Chief Vibes Officer himself, Chris Sutton. Always good to see Chris. And my main man, Tony Gill. Tony, I'll be texting you from L.A., man. Just... Just trying to keep my head on straight, you know, trying to make sure that I don't get caught up in the Hollywood, you know, hullabaloo. 
you know, keep me grounded while I'm out there, Tone. You know, send me send me some middle management messages that'll keep me, you know, keep your thumb on me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, don't join the Illuminati. You know, I don't know if you've seen their package this year. I don't know if you've seen what they're offering. <laughs> it's tempting. Got to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, take away the poverty and the pain. You know, all you got to do is, you know, give something up. Like your soul, I hear. <laughs> I've been pawning, I've been pawning that off for free this whole time. You feel me? Don't join the Illuminati, he says. All right, see you on Wednesday, my brother. <laughs> um, for all the fellas, man, thank y'all so much. And of course, by the way, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti. Thank y'all so much for downloading this thing. Thank you for subscribing to it. Thank you for following us on the socials. Uh, thanks for rating and reviewing this thing. Give it up the five stars you know it needs. If not, we'll see you in the streets. We will be live and in your ear well not live because it's a podcast if it were live then you'd hear a whole bunch of things that you're not supposed to hear the things that we edit out of this podcast or sometimes we don't and then i find out the next morning with a slew of text messages saying i can't believe you said that uh but we will talk to y'all on tuesday uh it will be from la right so we'll do the local angle from la we'll have a little college football conversation right we'll talk a little nfl football a little bears with kevin fishbane a little pete futak you know you know we'll we'll get your football fix in for you on tuesday but until then as always we leave you with this take care of each other be safe and remember to stay sucker free we'll talk to you on tuesday Must be 21 and over and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. one 800 nine with it in indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in kansas 1-877-770-STOP in louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in maryland visit 1-800-gambler.net in west virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming hope is here Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York.